0: To tone up, to look better and to shape up. But today we see a different kind of workout here, which leads to shining for Christ. Let us pray. O oh Lord, may the unfolding of your words give us light today and not just light, but understanding that we may walk wisely. Amen. The theme that I've chosen for today... Thank you. It's echoing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you. The theme that I've chosen for today is still echoing is God is working in you and through you for his good purpose. And I'm hoping that as Paul wrote this to the Philippians that you will also engage by making Christ the center of your lives so that you can shine as light. How do you make Christ the center of your life. In verse 12, Paul says, in obedience, continue to walk out your own salvation. He said this because in view of the humility and obedience of Christ, in verse 8, which was we read last week, the Philippians should show Christ-like Obedience in their relationships. Paul did not mean walk to earn your salvation. No. Our redemption was accomplished on the cross and it is free, freely given by grace through faith. But walk out means. Salvation must express itself in obedience, in progressive Christian living, and upright character. Not only individually, that is good, but corporately with others in the body of Christ. Obedience has always been in evidence in the lives of the Philippians. But Paul wanted much more in his absence. The believers in Philippi were encouraged to walk out what God in His grace has walked into them. Make Christ the center of your life so you will shine as light. You can only work out what you have received. Am I correct? If you haven't got it, you can't work it out. Have you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you haven't, come to Christ in repentance, and he will forgive your sins and make you one of his own children. It is only when you do that that you can begin to walk out your salvation enabled by the Holy Spirit inside you. Paul adds that they must do this with fear and trembling in verse 12. Not in constant sense of fear and terror nor of fear of hell or damnation, but with meekness and joyful excitement (laughs) of God as God comes to dwell in their hearts, supporting one another in this task, therefore, ensures that those virtues of Christ, of Christ's selfless service, are worked out so that we all become shining stars. Make Christ the center of your life so you will shine as light. The second point Paul made was God works in you to will and to act. Verse 13. God is working in them to enable the church to work out their salvation. Let me explain this. God's work in us extends to the transformation of our will as well as changing our actions. By nature, our will is in bondage to our flesh, but God changes that to fulfill his good purpose. His work leads to forming Christ in us and shaping our mindset after Christ. So we can then begin to bear fruit of new character and new conduct. Let the joy that is set before before us motivate us to greater obedience as we imitate the Savior following Paul's own example, who, in spite of his suffering, sacrifice, an imminent death, was keen to see that the Philippians held on to the cause outlined for them in verses 16 to 18. The third point, is that of holding family to the word of life, verse 16. The word of life is the message which tells of life and also gives life. It is the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and the word is Christ. Brothers and sisters, please whole family to the word of life, just as a lantern holds within itself some radiant element, and from which a bright outshining light dispels the darkness outside, let Christ shine through you as he becomes the center of your lives. Furthermore, Paul admonishes them to do everything without grumbling or arguing so that they may become blameless and pure children of God. Verse 14 to 15. Grumbling comes from a self-centered heart expressed through criticism and complaining. On the other hand, arguing involves unreasonable questioning. Doing everything without grumbling is the outgrowth of the life of God. That is the expression of our new DNA as children of God. It is what we are because we have become partakers of the divine nature which shines outwardly. The state of blamelessness or purity takes its shape from the perfection of the unblemished character of Christ. For those who make Christ the center of their lives, they will shine as light And they will make known the ways and the wisdom of God either as a light to show the way or as a light to expose what is hidden. There is an illustration of the light in a lamp which is ineffective because the weak needs attention or the glass is smoky. Grumbling arguing, and not holding firmly to the word of God can dim our light. But if you make Christ the center of your life, you will shine among them like stars. What an amazing description, verse 15. Believers are surrounded by darkness. Darkness their position makes it all the more important that they shine. The more the, the believers in Philippi lived amongst the warped and crooked generation, verse 15b, that is a fallen world that opposed Christ. Followers of Jesus were hated and persecuted. Our world today rejects truth and godliness. But believers are privileged to be alive in such a time like this, when we have a great incentive to shine in the midst. Of challenges both globally and nationally. Can we name them all? Climate change, diseases, the pandemic we're still dealing with, fuel crisis, civil unrest, terrorism, natural disasters. And everywhere you turn, there is so much brokenness. But God has not called Christians to blend in but to stand out. You are the light of the world, Matthew 5.14 says. We are called to shine for Christ and to do so, we must make Christ the center of our lives so he can shine through us in our schools, in our hospitals, in our hospices, in our neighborhood, offices, gyms. The strongest light is the light that shines within you. And Christ is that inner light whose radiance shines out in the darkness. It is the very life of Christ which the life-giving world impacts to us. This life must have its way. And that is why we must walk out together in partnership with God. This salvation. The light illuminates, it guides, it transforms. Light is beautiful, isn't it? And because of who we are, we take responsibility for the world around us for outreach, for making an impact and telling others about Jesus. Allow me to illustrate this. Think about an usher in the theater or cinema carrying a torch to take you to your seat. The usher themselves are not the light, but they show the light which shows you where to go guiding you there safely so you don't trip over. The light shows you where the steps are and reveal the aisle and your seat. Make Christ the center of your life. Serve others with humility in the pattern modeled by Christ himself you will then shine as light. And the more light you allow within you, the brighter your light, your life shines to the world. And that's what will draw people to Christ in your community. We now turn our attention to Paul, Timothy, and Epaphroditus, who represent for us Model Christians. But before we consider that, I should like to point that Christ is the Christian's model. In Philippians chapter two, verse one to eleven, we learned how Christ consecrated Himself in obedient service. He poured out Himself for the benefit of all of us, what can beat that? And Christ fulfilled for us the calling that we have in him, because in his humanity, he said, let this cup pass over me, but not my will, but your will be done. So. The Spirit of God helped him, came alongside him, helped him to drink of that cup. Paul submitted himself to the Lord for service. Whatever it was that were the circumstances, as we can see, he wrote this letter from prison. So whether he was dying or he was alive, whether he was in prison, or he was a free man, he obeyed and followed Christ's example in his relationships. He cared for the Philippians and was willing to release to them Timothy, verse 20. He also, quite curiously, desired to visit them too, verse 24, which he never got to do. And Paul and Timothy impulsed. Testimony. He says that Timothy was in, a cl- was in a class by himself, verse 20. Timothy proved himself and was content to be a son, an assistant to Paul in gospel ministry. He was willing to go to Philippi because he genu- genuinely cared for their welfare, not in his own interest. Verse 21. Timothy, therefore, put Christ first and not himself. What do we have to say about Epaphroditus? Paul referred to him as my brother, my co-worker, and fellow soldier. Your messenger whom you sent to care for my needs, verse 25. He risked his life to complete the work to Paul, verse 26. He was much needed by Paul, verse 27. He was trustworthy and the church also therefore trusted him and placed him He placed his own gifts at the disposal of the church. He was driven not by concern for himself, but for their own good. He was selfless and not wanting to be the center of attention. He became distressed for the church because they heard he was ill. Verse 26. What a man. And this, and he was praiseworthy. Paul said, "Honor people like him," verse 27. The interesting thing I want to draw to your attention is the fact that these three men that we have just described were from diverse background, Paul was Jewish. A Hebrew of the the Hebrews. Timothy's mother was a Jewish Christian and his father was Greek. A parrot, a a was Greek. Different, but united in the bond of serving Christ they were selfless and therefore they were able to shine the light of Christ in their service there was no competition to Paul Timothy was like a son Epaphroditus was a brother a co-worker and of course a school soldier meaning that they bought forth for the gospel. They laid their lives on the line to serve God, in danger and out of danger. So there was a strong partnership in gospel work among these men. Looking around this building today, I can see people from diverse backgrounds here. And I'm sure you have noticed that yourself. But I think, the think that what we need to ask ourselves is, how are we harnessing this rich diversity in our corporate work for the gospel? How do we see ourselves? Can we, are we talking about brothers and sisters? Are we talking about sons and daughters? Are we talking about fathers and sons, mothers and daughters? these men encourage us today. They also challenge us in what we have been called to do. Without holding back, God is walking in us and through us. So we will not hold back also from making Christ the center of our lives so we can shine as light. Sometimes we may feel we have failed in some of the things that we haven't done or what we have done. But as we can see today we, there is always, God always is forgiven. God is always there to lift us up. So today it should not be about condemnation, but about optimism, about faith, that God is busy at work in us and through us to, to bring about his good purpose, and which is that we may all shine together for him, not for ourselves, The man who goes to the gym tones up, strengthens the muscles so he can look great. We are working out our salvation so that we can point the world to Christ as we shine as stars. Can we have the team up here? So let's spend some time really responding to this word that we have heard. And I don't know how you're going to do it, but let the Spirit of God guide you.